0: Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I'm your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. And I just want to say thank you for joining us this beautiful August morning here uh, from recording from Old Bridge, New Jersey. And uh, so glad that you're able to listen in every morning. We've been going through the book of Ephesians. And today we are going to finish up chapter four. And uh, there's just so much good practical instructions in the book of Ephesians. And here at the end of chapter 4, of course, yesterday we talked about putting off the old man, putting on the new man, and right in the middle of the instruction on the old man and the new man, we have this verse, and and this, this right here is the key to living in the new man. Uh, verse 30, chapter 4, it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. This morning I want to talk to you about uh, the Holy Spirit, and, and the reason that we can put on the new man is because when you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God moved inside of you, and, and he's the one that, that that brought spiritual life, he's the one that quickens you, he's the one that enables you to live uh, that that Christian life, and the Holy Spirit is perhaps the, the greatest gift God gave us at salvation, and um, was the Holy Spirit of God, to think that God himself lives inside of you and me, and and he's here to help us in this Christian life. He didn't leave us alone, but uh, I want us to notice some things that the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Um, First of all, uh, go back with me to Ephesians in chapter 1. Look at verse 13. It says, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom... Also, after ye believed, you were, noticed this, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. So in Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 and 14, we find that when you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God moved inside of you. And he is the one who seals us uh, unto the day of our redemption. In other words, he is the one that, 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 moves in and keeps us saved. We cannot lose our salvation. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, the Bible says. And then God just lets you know how serious he is about that promise. In verse 14, he tells us that the Holy Spirit is our down payment. He's the earnest, it says, of our salvation. In other words, just like when you make a, an offer on a house to purchase a house, you have to put down earnest money. What are you letting them know? You're letting them know I'm serious. About this commitment to buy this house. And if you were to step away from the deal, that earnest money becomes the homeowner's money. And so here, um, God is telling you, I am serious about your salvation. I'm serious about your eternal security. I'm serious about your uh, uh, eternal life. And he said, just to prove to you how serious I am about this, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to live inside you. He's going to seal you until the day of redemption. He is going to be the down payment for your salvation. And and when you get in heaven, the Holy Spirit is the one that will get you there. Uh, He is the down payment. Uh, And then, so as we think about what the job of the Holy Spirit, he seals us. He's our down payment. But then I want you to notice what Jesus teaches his disciples about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 7, um, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not on me of righteousness, because I go unto my Father and ye see me no more of judgment, because the Prince of this world is judged." I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he will speak, and he will show you the things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath their mind, therefore said I, That he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you a little while, and you shall see me not again, and again a little while, and you shall see me because I go to the Father. And so, here Jesus is teaching his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And there's several things that's interesting to me. First of all, Jesus calls in this passage the Holy Spirit, he calls him the Comforter. The Comforter. Just as Jesus was there to comfort. Uh, his disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit is going to be there to comfort you. And the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of you, Christian, uh, one of his jobs is the comforter, the comforter. And so when you're there today, whatever trials you're going through, whatever hard times you're facing, uh, whatever mourning you may be going through, the Holy Spirit of God is the comforter of God. And when you face struggles, when you face difficulties, he's there to comfort you. He's there to help you through them. And so let me encourage you this morning learn to lean on the Holy Spirit of God. When you're facing difficulties, he's there to bring comfort to your heart. but the but the next thing you notice about the Holy Spirit in this passage is that it says in verse eight, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The next job of the Holy Spirit, first of all, he's a comforter. But second of all, he's a convictor. He's a convictor. He's the one that comes and shows us when our life isn't what it ought to be. He's the one that shows us, man, there's sin in your life and that doesn't please God. He's the one that says you haven't been spending enough time in prayer. He's the one that when the preacher's preaching and you say, "Man, this preacher's stepping on my toes." It's not the preacher stepping on your toes, it's the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside you. It's conviction and he's the one that comes and and says, "Hey, don't look at that. Hey, don't talk about that. Hey, you shouldn't wear that." He's the one who comes and says, All right, you're saved. Now it's time to take this step forward. Now it's time for you to pray. Now it's time for you to read the Bible. Now it's time for you to be a witness. Oh, he's a convictor. So we see the Holy Spirit of God. He's a comforter. He's a convictor. The Bible says that he's also, though, he's a teacher. Um, As you see uh, down here, it says that um, uh, Jesus calls him. He says the spirit of truth in verse 13 of John chapter 16 will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit of God is a teacher, or if you want to keep it alliterated, he's a conveyor. He takes the truths of the word of God and conveys them to us. He teaches them to us. He He shows us what is right from the word of God. And as you and I, as Christians, read the word of God, it's the Holy Spirit of God that gives us understanding. It's the Holy Spirit of God that brings these verses back into our mind and and shows us what, what the Bible is trying to teach us. He's of the one who conveys the truth to us. And so the Holy Spirit of God, as we read about here in Ephesians chapter four, he says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Now, I just want to close with this as we look back at our text in Ephesians chapter four. So we saw today the Holy Spirit and his jobs, but the instruction here in Ephesians chapter four is grieve not the Holy Spirit. Now, while... If you're saved, the Holy Spirit of God moves in and he dwells inside you. You cannot lose the Holy Spirit. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit of God until the day of redemption. But Christian, let me warn you, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You see, when he speaks to you, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being a still, small voice. In fact, in the baptism of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is pictured as a dove. Doves are something that that... That they startle easy. They're not an aggressive bird. Um, they're, they're a very soft bird. And that's how the Holy Spirit works in our life. He doesn't force himself on us. He, he speaks softly. He leads us when we want it. And so we then have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God. He's not going to force himself on us. He'll bring conviction. He'll convey truth. He'll bring comfort, but he doesn't ever force it on anybody. And And, and so the truth is, We can grieve the Holy Spirit. And the way you grieve the Holy Spirit is by disobeying the Holy Spirit. When he comes and he says, hey, I I want you to witness that person. You say, no, I'm not going to. Careful, you just grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, when conviction comes and the Holy Spirit says, hey, you shouldn't do that. And you say, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it. Careful, you just grieve the Holy spirit of God. And while we can't ever lose him, we can grieve him. And then we find in first Thessalonians that, uh, as you grieve the Holy spirit, you can also quench him. In other words, um, you can't lose him, but you can, you can quench his working in your life. And that word quench is just like, if you were to put out a fire, you'd quench that fire. If you had thirst and you were so thirsty, you would quench that thirst by getting a drink or you'd put out that thirst by getting a drink, and if we're not careful, we can quench the Holy Spirit of God, or we can put out His working in our life. It'll come to a place where the Holy Spirit, since He, he doesn't force Himself on anybody, He'll say, all right, uh, you, do your, you do it your way. When you're ready, I'll be here. And, and we quench the working of the Holy Spirit of God in our life. We grieve Him. Let's be careful this morning. The Holy Spirit, oh, He seals us until the day of redemption. He's the down payment of our salvation, and, and He's there to comfort us. He's there to convict us, He's there to convey truth to us. Let's be careful not to grieve him today. Let's pray. Lord, we sure love you. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit of God. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would lead us today. Help us to listen to you. Help us to follow you. Help us to get in the word of God and let you speak to us. Lord, we need you. I pray you'd help us to be a witness today. I pray you'd be at the Bible study tonight at church. I pray you bless that. Father, we love you. We need you. I pray you bring revival to America. I pray you'd help us to be the children of God, you'd have us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.